Cassius. He has a lean and hungry look. He thinks too much. Such men are dangerous. This quote comes from William Shakespeare's Julius Caesar, Act 1, Scene 2. Now, what does this quote have to do with anything? Well, it has everything to do with the warrior diet. And what is the warrior diet? Well, the warrior diet is something I've been experimenting with for the last two months. And I'm going to get right to the punchline because I hate any sort of infomercial that talks for like three hours and then at the very end they tell you what they want you to do, what you should do. I'm going to tell you what it is right now. So the warrior diet involves grazing for most of the day. That means eating just enough to stop yourself from being starving or exhausted or being hangry or watching your muscles just deteriorate in front, right in front of you. So you, you graze just enough to keep you on edge all day. And then when you get to your one meal of the day, you're going to eat as much as you want. There's a couple of rules in place. I'll talk through the rules in a second, but you're going to eat as much as you want. Now, that's it. That's the diet right there. Now let's talk about some assumptions. Assumption one is that you have a general understanding of what healthy food is. This is not an eat anything you want all day. You're not going to graze on potato chips and then at night uh, eat all you want with like seven pints of ice cream, right? For the, the, so rule number one to this diet is you're not going to have any processed foods with refined sugars in them. Sorry, done. That's out. So when you're grazing during the day, you want to have things like vegetables, like salad, like fruits specifically, uh, like fruits, berries, but just, just enough, again, to keep you on edge. And if you need to, and if you want to, you can have many doses of protein, but not too much. If you're going to have protein, I'd recommend a protein shake, somewhere between 10 and 15 grams of protein. Or if you're going to have food, uh, you want to have less than 6 ounces of protein. But you want to, again, just eat just enough that you still feel on edge. You still feel hungry, but you're not feeling completely and totally starving. If you are working out during that day, you can have a pre-workout and post-workout meal. The same one that, that you'd probably have right now, right? Like for me, my pre-workout meal is grapes and one scoop of protein. My post-workout meal is two scoops of protein and, uh, I don't know, seven scoops of, of oats, right? That's my pre- and post-workout meal. So on training days, on heavy train, like weightlifting days, that you're allowed to have that pre- and post-workout meal during what I would call the under-eating part of the day. Then when you get into dinner, which would be the overeating part of the day, you're allowed to eat as much as you want. Again, no processed foods, no refined sugars, and there's a couple of rules here. So there's an order of operations. In fact, I'll refer to what happened last night. I went out to dinner, and my wife said, Why aren't you eating any of these appetizers yet? I said, Because I need to eat my salad first. So some of the rules of engagement are, when you are eating your, your meal, that big meal, you must start with your vegetables and your salad first. You got to have that first. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You got to have a salad at dinner. You got to have vegetables at dinner. You eat them first. Then, when that is done, then you can have your protein. Like, it should try and be healthier versions of protein, right? We want to stay away from sausage or if you consider like a, a hot dog protein, which it isn't. But stay away from that stuff. You want to have chicken, turkey, beef, like real clean food. Hopefully it's, uh, you know, from the wild. It's not farm-raised. Anyway, so you're allowed to have that, those proteins. Then when you're done with that, then you would have your carbohydrates. 
And that's it. This is how simple this diet is. So you graze during the day so that you're feeling on edge. You're not starving, but you're still a little hungry. And then at night, you eat as much as you want. I'd also say for people that are thinking about this, what about like if you're on supplements, right? And I don't mean the protein supplements. We covered that before. But what if I'm taking uh, vitamins? You don't want to overload on too many vitamins during the earlier part of the day. One, because you don't want to have too many vitamins on an empty stomach. And two, because you really, again, don't want to tax yourself during that early part of the day. So what I do is I take a, a very small dosage of my vitamins during the day, and then I stack my vitamins at night. So before my meal, I'll have a certain set of vitamins. Then after my meal, I'll have another set of vitamins. I'll also sprinkle in a little bit of my uh, element T because I do believe that we need to keep our electrolytes. Some of that helps with cravings. You, you think you have cravings, but you're really just short on electrolytes. And it will also help with the mineral intake that I would need to keep myself completely balanced. So that is the diet right there in a nutshell. That's it. If you don't care about anything else... You're done. You can shut this podcast off. We've covered it in five minutes. That's actually the warrior diet done. Oh, the other thing I forgot to cover in terms of drinking stuff. You are allowed to drink, and better drink, water, a lot of it. And you're allowed to drink coffee and tea. With the coffee and the tea, if you want it, you're allowed to have a minimal amount of milk. No sugar, no other stuff in it. For me, I just drink it straight. I don't drink coffee, but I do drink tea, and I drink it straight. With respect to your grazing... Again, you're allowed to have vegetables, you're allowed to have salad. You can throw in uh, a handful of peanuts if you want, some sort of nuts if if you want to do it. Don't eat too, too many. Again, we're trying not to tax the body too much during the course of the day. Uh, I've also added in kefir, which is a great form of a probiotic, which I talked about on the last podcast. So this is the prescription. If you don't care anymore uh, about this, then shut this off. You've heard everything you need to hear. Now we'll get into the why. Why did I, why did Coach Mahoney start experimenting with this diet? Well, previously, I'd say for the last, might be four years, I was on a diet given to me by Dr. Tom. And trust me when I tell you this, it it changed my life in every way, shape, or form. And it, it was and still is a great diet. So that diet involved me figuring out what my metabolic level was with Dr. Tom, figuring out what my total macros should be over the course of a day, then dividing those macros by five and having five meals over the course of a day, equally dividing those macronutrients from part one, two, three, four, and five of that day. Me just explaining that, that, that sounds like a lot of work, and it is. And it was actually taxing me. Uh, I was getting tired of weighing out my food at every single meal. Like every single meal, I got the scale out, and I am weighing out my food. And it was just bothering me. It was just time that I was wasting every day. Not to mention that I always felt this chore of having to eat certain amounts of food at certain times of the day. Now, to to operate at a certain level, and if you're going to be a professional bodybuilder, this is something that you should do. Right? You really need – it is a job. It is a job to, to really control what you're eating, how you're eating it, when you're eating it. But for somebody like me, a washed-up meathead, I didn't – want to do that anymore. I was getting tired. I had other things, other areas where I wanted my mind to focus, and I wanted to be able to focus on those things and not think about how much does this, do I, should I add one more bean to the scale? Because I really was down to the gram. Like, I need 198 grams of beans in the morning. And if it was 199, I'm not kidding, I would take that bean off, boop, put it back into the container. That's, that's how much I was getting into it. So that was taxing me. 
also with the timing, right? So five times a day, I got to eat. And these meals aren't simple. When you're eating clean, it takes some preparation. Even if it's already made, it takes preparation to weigh it out, make sure it's there, uh, you know, cook it, get it, get it set up. Eat, again, even if it's pre-planned, it's not like you just go eat right away. And I would find myself in debates like I'm in a flow state. I'm banging out great creative work. Ah, I got to go eat. Or I got to walk my dog. And I got only a half hour between meetings. Do I go walk my dog or do I eat? Boom. Like, so I, just, I wanted to see how much extra time I could have in the day by not letting my meals own me. In addition to that, I started to not enjoy food. You know, the, the, everything was on such a pattern that I wasn't enjoying eating. You'd think I would have lost some weight from that. That wasn't the case, but I just wasn't enjoying my meals. They all just tasted the same. It was just, and it had nothing to do with the food. It just had to do with the fact that I was methodically eating the same stuff every single day. And another thing to this, this is these all again, all the reasons that I was doing, I wanted to experiment with this diet was that I, it, it really made it a chore to have a social life. So imagine your parents want to go out to dinner on a Thursday night. And now I'm trying to figure out, well, how am I going to meet my macros on a Thursday night? And I don't have a scale in this restaurant, so how do I know if I'm going to get enough uh, roast, enough, enough roasted vegetables and potatoes to meet the carbohydrates that I'm going to have? Or what if this restaurant doesn't have potatoes? What do I do? Do I wait till I get home and then eat potatoes? It, it just became a chore, and it just made me a burden on everybody else I was about to eat with. And then lastly, along the lines of appreciating food or not, there were times where I felt like I was eating where I wasn't hungry just to fill my macros. And then there were other times where I was starving and my macros weren't even close to what I needed to eat. So I, I ne you know, and this is something that you would do with talk to Dr. Tom is you'd go in and say, I'm really hungry. I'm not hungry. And he called it heck. Is your heck in check? Is your hunger, energy, and cravings, are they in check? Now, he was great because he'd go in and calibrate and reset your macros to fit your hunger, energy, and craving levels. But with this diet, you literally do it on a meal-by-meal -meal basis. So for example, in the under-eating phase, I eat just enough to keep myself on edge, right? I eat just enough to keep myself on edge. How do I know it? How do I know it? Because when, when I'm not starving and I'm on edge, I stop eating. And then at dinner, I, I eat just enough. And this, these are the rules to that big dinner. You eat until you feel more hungry, sorry, more thirsty than hungry. That's the indicator. So really, Meal by meal, you're letting your body tell you when to stop eating. So with any diet, it doesn't have to be this one. With any diet, you want to make sure that your heck is in check. And with any diet, if you want it to work, it needs to become a lifestyle and not a diet. Because if you don't make it a lifestyle, there's no way it's actually going to work. You can't stick to it. So for me, this became a great lifestyle diet because my wife likes to go out to dinner. My family likes to go out to dinner. Unfortunately, the whole world, the only way they know how to get together is to go out to dinner. And I could be a little more social by being in this diet. Now, people said to me, what were your goals with this, right? I, I had two major goals with this diet. Now, remember, I was on Dr. Tom's diet. I was on a very strict diet. I was at, according to him, as good as I was probably going to be without ruining my life, meaning without completely uh, isolating myself from family and friends at the age of when I last saw him or talked to him, 42, there I couldn't go any further. I'll, I'll give you the numbers that, you know, we talked a lot. We're doing things the last time. I was at about 190 pounds. I was at about 
let's say, 13% body fat, and this is all varies depending on the scale, the day, whatever. But this is it. This is all. This is where you're gonna be. So my goal was to not get fatter, and to not get slower or weaker. <laughs> Those are my goals. If I can keep the same diet and keep where I'm at right now and have a social life, well, this this was my personal goal. Well, let me say this. I've only weighed myself twice since I've been on this diet. I'll, exp- I'll give you the results, and then I'll give you the why. The results are I was the exact same weight, and I was 1% less body fat on my ridiculous home meter that I have in my house. Now, having said that, because I'm not going back to see Dr. Tom, so I don't have the official, official meter, but I've been going by my own meter since the day I met Dr. Tom and for years before that. Now, why didn't I weigh myself all the time? I'll tell you why. And this has nothing to do with the warrior diet, and maybe everything to do with the warrior diet. Scales are messed up. So my wife used to make fun of me because I would weigh myself like six or seven times a day. And that scale, based on a pound or two, would make or break my day. I'd wake up in the morning and could be completely and totally miserable if my scale was off by a pound, right? I just go, I'm a failure, I did everything wrong. And she said to me, why do you do this? Like, it's not going to change your diet. And she's right, because I was following the Dr. Tom macros, and I was following my heck. But also, we're realizing that the scale, and it's not just one scale, we've bought multiple scales when we weren't happy with the results. They're not right. Meaning... I weigh myself, and I weigh, let's just say I weigh 189. I get off the scale, I walk around the bathroom, I come back, I weigh myself again, I weigh 190 and a half. I go off the scale, I uh, shake my left leg a little bit, I go back on the scale, I weigh 188.5. Think about that variation of weight, right? For somebody, and somebody who's trying to lose 100 pounds probably doesn't care about this, but if you're, if you're trying to hit your peak, that scale is only going to ruin your entire day, and it's probably not right. Now, I want to put this in perspective for you. If you worked in a manufacturing area, right, and let's just say that you were trying to put a certain amount of product in a package, and you have to make sure that that product weighs that amount, right? Or in, like, say, the pharmaceutical world, you need to make sure that that amount of thing that goes into that pill is correct. Well, they have a scale that you put that powder on, and that scale needs to be calibrated. You need to make sure that that scale, if there's 100 pounds on it, it always says 100 pounds. Can't say 99 pounds, can't say 101, it's got to say 100. Now, they calibrate that scale with a weight. That weight, let's say it's a 100-pound weight, it always has to weigh 100 pounds. So they have to calibrate that weight on another scale to make sure that that weight always weighs 100 pounds. And then they calibrate the scale that that other weight was weighed on to make sure that that scale always works too. So, think about the level of detail put into making sure that the weight is right. Now think about your home scale. That ain't happening. So I am a person who adamantly believes that you need data to make sure that what you're doing works, right? I'm a data analytics guy. But when it comes to a scale and for your own mental health, and this is what Dr. Tom told me, like, why are you weighing yourself so much? He was like, you need to stop. You're you're driving yourself crazy. Is that I wouldn't live and die by that scale. So now I am living and dying by the mirror. And with this diet, For the first time in my entire life, I actually, and by the way, when I took that weight and that body fat, it was the day after the second weight and body fat. It was the day after I got back from an all-inclusive vacation. So I was away doing not the greatest things in terms of like eating and drinking, and I weighed less, and my body fat was lower. So 
I'm going by the scale. And on that trip, that was the first time in my 43 years of life where I actually felt comfortable without a shirt on. I'm not saying I look like a Wolverine by any stretch of the imagination, but it was the first time that I ever felt like, eh, I'm not totally embarrassed to take my shirt off at a pool. So my point is, is that weighing yourself could be dangerous unless your scale is accurate. And from the scales, that at least that have cycled through the Mahoney house, your typical uh, $50 scale, maybe $80 scale, it, they just don't seem to be spot on, and it could ruin your day. So use the mirror if you can, and it's not going to drive yourself crazy. Okay, so now let's talk about some other side benefits to, to this diet. Right, I talked about one, I didn't want to get fatter. I didn't. All right, so I'm pretty pretty much the same. In fact, I think I think I look like I'm not using any data here. I think I look better and I I felt more comfortable with my shirt off at the pool on vacation. Number 2. We talked about this with respect to why I did it. Well, there is there's a lot more time in the day now for me to be creative and get other stuff done other than weighing my food, prepping my food, doing all this stuff and now I have more time. I have more time to focus on the creative side or to maybe just relax and stop freaking out about one bean being on the scale. So counting macros is out. I've also, for whatever reason, I've started to enjoy my food more. And it could be because I'm not eating that much all day that when I get to dinner, the same stuff I ate two months ago, I'm actually, I'm loving it. I'm love. I'm eating potatoes like, wow, this is the greatest potato I have in my life. You know, I've, two months ago, I'm like, ugh potatoes again, right? Because I'm eating potatoes before that three times a day. No, now when I have potatoes, that's once a day. And it's kind of like a, a mini celebration at night. Nothing too crazy. You know, you don't want to eat till you're puking at night. But it, it, there is something to me enjoying that meal at the end of the day. And that means a lot because, you know, what what better the thing is there than to actually enjoy food while you're eating. The other part of it is that I said I didn't want to get weaker or slower. And that I do have data on. So with all, I was worried. That was my biggest fear when I started this. It was actually bigger than getting fat. Was, uh, I'm gonna lose all my progress in the gym. Like I'm not gonna be able to bench the same. I'm not gonna be able to deadlift the same. I'm gonna be slower. So I, I track all that stuff. My bench numbers are exactly the same. And I'll, I'll give you my just so people can see what what you're working with here. I'd say my my training max with my crazy bamboo style dumbbells, I'm still working out with about 130 pounds on one arm bench press. And my deadlift, my trap bar deadlift, I'm still training with about 365 pounds on my my trap bar deadlifts. This is all three sets of three. Uh, so it's the same workouts, same weight. I haven't lost a step with respect to working out. I'd also say with respect to jumping rope, because that's how I'm measuring my, my foot, at least my foot speed right now, is it's better. I've actually, and it could be because my feet are healing, which is a whole other podcast I want to get into, but I am beating my numbers. So I have a bunch of different tests that I run on myself. Like how many reps can I get in 10 seconds? How many reps, how fast does it take me to get to 70 reps? Like things like that. I track all of that every single workout to see how I'm doing, how my central nervous system is doing, how my reaction is going, and it's actually gotten better. So it's probably a combination of my feet getting better, but also... I do feel energized. I feel more energized when I go in the gym. I Again, when you feel on edge, they, there's that saying that a hungry dog runs faster. Well, to me, I, I walk into that gym and I'm not full. I'm not lethargic. I feel like I'm pumped. I'm primed. I'm ready to go. And I think, it, I think it's helped my workouts out. Again, I don't have all the data, but I know that things have not moved backwards. And that was a legitimate fear that I was going to take a step back because I didn't have enough nutrients 
in my body. So th these are, the, I think, the, the side benefits of this diet. And again, I'm trying to stay away from the science. Right? I'm trying to stay away because there's a lot. This book, The Warrior Diet, it comes from, a, it's a, there's actually a book that written by Ari Hoffmelker. And I had heard about it originally when I was reading Power to the People by Pavel. I'm going to butcher his name, but he's the man. I'll just call him Pavel. I think it's Tutsalin. But I read the, that book a long time ago. And this is, Pavel had talked about two sets of five and lifting super heavy weight. I shouldn't say super heavy. About 85% of your weight, two sets of five. And he just talked about you don't need too many workouts. You just need to smooth the groove and do bench press and deadlift. Well, here I am now, like almost 20 years later, doing very similar to what he prescribed and now talking and using the diet that he prescribed in that book. So... I don't know where I just went. Oh, so my fear was getting weaker. That didn't happen. Uh, and I again, I want to stay out of the science of it because people will debate the science too much. And the, the science is in this book, at least this guy's perspective of the science. But the, for, with any diet, they're going to debate the science so much that they're going to forget the principles and then do nothing or do the complete and total wrong thing. One thing I will say is that I'm not going to get too sciencey here, but I do know that by constantly eating, right, you are taxing your digestive system by constantly feeding yourself your body is in this uh you know you talk about the parasympathetic versus sympathetic nervous system or the rest versus digest well i felt like i was always digesting because i was always eating so there is something to the fact of let me give myself time to reset or maybe to cleanse or detoxify or whatever you want to call it and you hear about this in other diets you hear about it, well, this is why we do intermittent fasting, to allow your digestive system to get back on track, right? So this is, it, there is a, an element of it here where you're not overtaxing your system by eating too much, right? By eating too much over the course of the day and you give your stomach a fighting chance. And I, I do like making these links to other diets because when you have a reference point, people can understand. So there's other diets like one meal a day. So one meal a day is a little eat nothing but one meal a day. This is not that because you're grazing all day. There are diets like intermittent fasting where you don't eat at all for a certain period of time and then you eat at another period of time. This Again, this is not this that because you are grazing all day long. And then there's diets like the macronutrient diet where you're counting your calories and you're splitting things up the way I was doing it before. And again, this is that, not that because you are not counting calories. I will admit that when I started this, I was counting calories in the beginning, uh, counting my macros, but then I realized this is just stupid. This is What's the point of this? But I real, the reason I was doing it was to see, is this going to make me eat infinitely more or less? Like I did want to know that. Like, am I going to eat a lot less? I mean, you have an inter like, say you have an intermittent fasting diet. A lot of the reason that people will lose weight is because they're eating less because they're restricted to a certain amount of time, and you can't eat that much food in that much time. So my question to myself was: Is this going to make me eat a lot less because I have less time? Or, being the maniac that I am, is this going to make me eat a lot more because uh, I'm going to graze more than I think, and then I'm going to go crazy? when it comes down to the, the one meal a day. And the, the fact was, I was eating about the same. It was about the same as about amount of calories. And again, it probably doesn't matter, right? Because diet is not just about what you eat, it's when you eat and how you eat it. Okay, the last thing I'm gonna say on this is like, is is how do you get started on it, right? If, you're, if you've got made it this far, so how do I start this? I would not recommend that you go in full bore right away. Like day one, that's it. I'm going to graze today and uh, eat my big meal, right? What I would say is cut the, oh, let's say this. I would make the underfeeding period 
as short as you need it to be. Maybe day one, you underfeed up until lunchtime, and then you have normal lunch and normal dinner, right? Then you do that for every other day for a week. Then week two, you make that underfeeding period uh, lunch, I'm sorry, breakfast and lunch, and then you have your overfeeding period for dinner. And you do that three days a week. And then maybe the next week after that, you do it five days a week. And the next week after that, you start to do it seven days a week. Right? But I don't think you absolutely need to go full, full bore in on day one. Now, me being me, I did. Because I also wanted to see, like, can I do this? Am I tough enough to just graze all day? Do I have the, the mental strength to actually do this? So I went in full bore. The other part is, is that you don't need to do this every day. So, again, I've been doing this for two months, but I went away for a week, and uh, my wife asked me, slash told me, that I was not going to do this on our all-inclusive vacation. She said, uh, are you going to do that stupid diet? And she wasn't really asking me. When she said that, she was like, you're not doing this. So I didn't do it there. I, I ate normally there, uh, meaning I had three meals, a d- regular meals over the course of the day, and didn't like starve myself at breakfast and lunch. And... If you're, and also I had a couple I went away on a trip with my friends and I didn't want to be the weird guys so we like went out for lunch and I didn't have a very big lunch but I had, so, I had something I had enough that I could justify to them that I was not some sort of freak who was on a, a warrior diet over this weekend vacation so you don't need to do it every day you just need to do it enough days to give you what you need for me what I needed was to not get fatter to not get weaker and to give myself a hell of a lot more time to be creative and get things done and I got all those things from this diet the other thing I'll say is that, and this is a warning to some people, I originally had tried this diet, I think it was about 15 years ago, and the same effects were happening, except I did feel that I was a, I was more primal. When I was on the diet at that point, and I probably didn't know how to handle myself being a younger man, but I felt a little, I was like too much on edge. I was a little too angry, you know? I, I did feel like an animal too much of the time, and I was like, I need to stop this, because I'm like, I remember like fighting with people. It just, it wasn't a good thing. Getting into arguments for no reason. I, I think maybe I wasn't eating enough during those other periods. I, I probably wasn't grazing enough. I probably took it too, too much of an extreme. So if you are experimenting with it, I'd say make sure that you control that those grazing periods to make sure that you're not getting too angry. Maybe that's what it was, but uh, you will abs- I absolutely then and now have seen an, an impact in the way that I think. Going back to that quote about Cassius, right? He looks lean and he looks hungry. He thinks too much. Well, I feel like my mind is clearer, right? My mind is clearer because it's not burdened with the, the macronutrients and the digestion of all this food. So you're going to see the differences in the way you think and the way you feel. And what my only guidance to you is to just really continuously improve and tweak the diet that you have with this warrior diet to make sure you're not too hangry and aggressive during the day and that you're eating whatever you can to keep your heck in check. So that's it. If anybody has any questions on this or wants to talk through the science, let me know. This, there can always be a part two to this podcast, or I'll answer them offline. But what inspired the making of this podcast were the great questions that I got from people, uh, today specifically from Pete Baraji and Billy Blanco, on this diet. They wanted to know more. So if you have questions, let me know. It's always either good for a good podcast or good for a good offline conversation. All right, people. Enjoy the rest of your day. I wish you nothing but the best on this warrior diet. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Element. That's L-M-N-T. What's Element? Element is the product that came into my life at exactly the right moment. I've been training hard. I've been sweating like a maniac. 
But unfortunately, after my sessions, I could never kick that feeling of dehydration. It didn't matter how much water I drank. In fact, the more water I drank, the worse it got. My body was telling me, you need more. You need electrolytes. But I refused to go and buy some sugary sports drink and put that garbage into my body. Enter Element. What's Element? It's a tasty electrolyte drink mix. That's right. I said tasty. They have seven different flavors. My personal favorite is mango chili. But most importantly, it's got no sugar. It's got no gluten. It's got no garbage. It's got no guilt. Take it. You'll feel better. You won't feel like a bum after you drink it. You won't feel any guilt after taking it. To get your element today, go to drinklmnt.com backslash George Mahoney. Again, that's drinklmnt.com backslash George Mahoney. Get yours today. This episode is brought to you by the Nutrition Treatment Center. Are you feeling tired, fat, bloated, weak? Yet at the same time, you're training like you've never trained before? You're eating cleaner than you've ever eaten before? Well, maybe you're doing everything right, but there's something wrong inside your body that's counteracting all the good things that you're doing. It's kind of like driving down the Garden State Parkway with your foot on the gas pedal, but you're not getting anywhere because the parking brake's on. And in the world of nutrition, that parking brake could be food sensitivities. For example, you could be eating grilled chicken, but it's actually making you fat. Or you could have a micronutrient deficiency. If you're feeling tired, fat, bloated, weak, and you think you're doing everything right, go visit our friend Dr. Tom over at the Nutrition Treatment Center. If you tell them that Advanced Training referred you, he will take 25% off your first consultation fee. This man legitimately changed my life. He brought me from, and I'll just say the numbers, 19.5% body fat, a guy who trained all the time, down to 12% body fat. I lost weight while eating more, and I've never felt better, and I'm, I'm an old man now. I'm not a young man, and I've never felt better. This guy saved my life. I 100% believe in what he's done. Again, visit Dr. Tom over at the nutritiontreatmentcenter.com.